I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Chris Fetters, Scott Eklund, and intern George Johnson. We are at Husky Stadium. It is early in the morning where Washington was defeated by Cal 20-19 in front of an announced attendance of 66,327. Two-hour, 39-minute lightning delay, and out of those 66,000, there was probably 15,000 that came back into the stadium after the game, but uh, game finally ended at 1.23 a.m., so it's a long day for not only the guys at dogman.com, but for everybody that's working in the news media and the stadium and everything else, but... uh, Real disappointing a lot. Well, let's first of all, let's just talk about the weather. That was just insane. I've lived here all my life. I've never seen weather even half as bad as that because it was two and a half hours of rain, thunder, lightning. And I'm not talking a little bit of lightning. I'm talking about a lot of lightning. I have not seen that much lightning. I'm 48 years old. I don't remember ever seeing that much lightning up here. No, it was pretty insane. Uh, you know, when they um, cleared everybody from the field, the weather was fine. The wind had picked up a little bit, but it didn't seem that bad. But they said it was definitely in the area, so we cleared out. It probably took about 15 minutes for that weather to hit. And when the lightning started, um, it was a light show. Well, yeah, and and I was talking to Jeff Bechtel at the SID, and he doesn't remember a game ever getting postponed or delayed or anything because of weather, extreme weather. I mean, there's been snow. There's been obviously a lot of really weird conditions, but never seen anything like this. And so um, <laughs> it was just a weird night. You start off, and what they went, what, uh, nine minutes into the game? No, four, five no. and a half. Two, two drives, five one for each. Five and a half minutes, and then they're in the locker room for – um, two and a half hours, and they came out for about 15 minutes of warm-up. They cut halftime from 20 minutes down to 15 minutes, and um, boy, I don't know if that shorten of the halftime had an impact, but uh, that third quarter sure killed Washington. Well, it, Cal came out ready to play, and Washington didn't look like they came out ready to play. They looked lethargic, and Cal took it to them, especially on the ground. Um, I thought kind of the game plan in the first half was working really, really well in terms of taking Chris Brown and that running game out of the equation and making Chase Garbers kind of win the game for Cal offensively and having to kind of play field position and those types of things. And Cal immediately established the line of scrimmage in the third quarter, and they never they never really kind of let up. It looked like a hot knife through butter. Yeah, and you know Cal outscored Washington fourteen to three in the third quarter, and a lot of it wasn't led by Chris Brown. It was the other uh, Marcel Dancy. Yeah, Marcel Dancy just really had a nice game. He finished the day with seven carries for seventy two yards, but. Boy, in the second half, they just seemed to carve Washington up like a knife through butter and just carve them up. And Washington defensively just had no answers. Um, probably the most missed tackles I've seen from a Chris Peterson team. Yeah, I, one thing I don't think that a lot of people appreciated, and everybody says, oh, we've got so many talented freshmen and they may be better than the guys that they're replacing. Greg Gaines and Taylor Rapp were so good against the run. It was almost impossible to run on the Huskies the last couple years because of those two guys. And without them, Washington does not have a safety that's going to come down and fill the lane like Taylor Rapp did. They just don't. Miles Bryant loves to be aggressive, but he's he's better when he's coming off the edge, not when he's trying to fill a running lane. And Greg Gaines, as much as I like Levi Anzarike and some of these younger guys, Tule Letuligasanoa, he had a really good first half. Um... 
I just, I haven't seen anybody who's going to take their place right now. Doesn't mean it can't happen as the season progresses and they get more experience and everything like that. But right now, they don't have that. Yeah, like, yeah, I think they're still trying to figure that out. Um, on the offensive side of things, I think we were really disappointed to see the amount of drop passes that we saw um, in the past couple of years. Um, even though the passing game hasn't been necessarily a, a huge threat um, against the def- opposing defenses, um, I feel like I was just taken aback by the amount of drop passes we had tonight, whether that was because of of just weird stuff going on with the weather or, you know, the turf making the ball more slippery or, you know, guys just losing focus. Uh, I was definitely disappointed because I felt like Eason was doing a pretty good job, you know, zinging those balls in there to, to receivers and um, they just weren't quite connecting there. Just getting back over it on the defensive side of the ball, I thought Kyler Gordon was being picked on and effectively. And, boy, it just makes me wonder if we might um, see Elijah Molden out there at some point and uh, Brandon McKinney, um, you know, with Miles Bryant back in the slot and Brandon McKinney out there at safety because Kyler Gordon really struggled out there and had a – game-changing pass interference call. I didn't see it, you know, from my angle. I, I don't know about you, Chris. I, th- I thought it was a little ticky-tack. I mean, it was it, – it's one that you call maybe in the first half of a game or even in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter of a drive when the guys are just battling for the ball. I just don't know if you call that. But it's a, it's a Pac-12 officiating crew, so what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it didn't look like one at the time. I mean, I'm – you know, I'm going to – have we're, to, to we're quote, a little ways up. I was yeah. going to. I'm going to have to quote Chris Peterson here and say I got to look at the tape when I when I get home and watch it and see how that worked. But it it certainly didn't look as egregious as maybe a couple of the other ones where in the first half there were a couple kind of no doubters that he definitely got called for and you know you get the holding calls last week. Certainly he's having to adjust and he's he's not the only guy. There's a few young guys out there like Cameron Williams was another guy that I think struggled a little bit in the first half. And, you know, fitting the run, you know, like Joe Tron on the backside, there were just some things that just weren't there mechanically and, and structurally that usually are in there and, and they're in place, and it's usually not a problem. They let some things slide tonight, and Cal took advantage of that. Well, you talked about Joe Tryon, and that's that's one we need to focus on. And I don't mean to single the guy out because it it wasn't just him. But man, can he get more faked out on a on a read zone play? I mean, he collapsed on on the running back so many times, and you watch it, and he runs right by the guy with the ball, and he's like, "Oh, where is it?" And he loses contain. That's how Dancy gets the the what was it, twenty yard touchdown run, eighteen yard touchdown run, whatever it was. Um, he gets his touchdown run off of Joe Tryon collapsing into too uh, hard and I mean I just I I was not impressed with Joe Tryon in run defense and I think he's going to get a lot of work in the film room and say we've got to get you figuring this out because that's what everybody's going to do that to him for the rest of the year if he doesn't learn how to fix that this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, um, I guess just kind of to sum things up for the defensive side, uh, it was kind of a bummer to see. I think that Cal just seemed to be a few steps ahead of Washington for the majority of the game. Yeah, even though they aren't necessarily touted as a as a super effective offense. Uh, basically, what I kind of saw was just um, them starting off with a really strong running game for the majority of the game. Um, and finally, I guess when maybe Washington kind of started to figure that out on those last few drives, uh, Chase Garbers ended up being pretty effective in the passing game with a couple of, you know, 10, 15 yarders down the field. And one of the freshmen that's, you know, playing really well is Leatu Latu. And he went in mid-third quarter, it looked like an ankle, and he didn't return. I don't know if that, how much impact that had, but, uh, boy, he sure is a physical guy, and he, sh- he was sure coming on. I don't know how bad the ankle is. I don't know, um, you know, if he came back out. There was too many other things going on. But losing him, I think, hurt a little bit as well. One thing I'd – yeah, I agree with you on that. One thing I'd like to see, and I'm going to, you know – Chris Peterson quote, I'm going to have to go back and look at the tape, but I want to see what they were doing offensively that was so much different than in the first half when Washington was getting pushed and getting guys on their heels. I mean, Tuli led to Ligasanoa, put a guy on roller skates a couple times. Leatu Latu did the same thing. I mean, they were they had those guys backing up and not being able to protect Chase Garbers at all. Husky's got what two sacks in the first half, something like that. Whatever, two or three, yeah, whatever it was, and um, they didn't. They got no pressure on Garbers in that second half. Well, I think a lot of it was Marcel Dancy. They're used to you know Chris Brown coming through the middle, that big horse, and they're clogging the middle, and then they get that change of pace guy who's got the speed, and he's bouncing it to the outside, you know, and that just changed the whole complexion of their offense, and it really seemed to confuse Washington. They weren't ready for that. Well, and like you mentioned earlier, a lot of missed tackles tonight. I mean, Cameron Cameron Williams had one on the on the long touchdown run. Um, there was also uh, Miles Rice, Miles Bryant. Each each had one on Garbers where they could have brought him down for a for a loss or at least got him you know got got him down around the line of scrimmage and they didn't do it. Um, you know, you saw the the uh, the. Cal linemen were just go with whichever way the Husky linemen were going, they just pushed them that way. That's all they did, and um, let the back make cut off of them. And man, it was it was frustrating to watch because I'm like, this does not look like the Husky defense that we're used to. Get watching them get pushed around like that. And going over to the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, <laughs> Jacob Eason just looked like he could never get in a rhythm. Um, the offensive line had their struggles up front, especially dealing with Evan Weaver. And Uh-oh. then the other thing that, you know, you hate to criticize a guy who had 21 carries for 119 yards, but Savon Ahmed, man, he's just not I, – I, I'd sure like to see him run a little bit harder. Oh, well, I think – Everybody would. I've said it from the beginning that I thought that Savon, his biggest struggles was he was not a guy who runs very hard. When he plants his foot in the ground and goes, he he was eight yards down the field before Cal was touching him, right? I mean, there were a couple where he just went right up and did it. And then, then you watch him and he tries to dance in the hole too much. He and it Yeah, and, and yeah. just doesn't like contact. And, uh, you know, Richard Newton, for his lack of explosiveness – He's always falling forward. He's always running hard. And uh, that's something that they lack right now. 
One of the key offensive plays in the first half was um, when um, Jacob Eason got his helmet ripped off, and a lot of people were saying that it looked like uh, Evan Weaver ripped it off on purpose. And then he had to go out for a play. And it looked like they were indecisive whether they were going to send um, Jacob Sermon in or have somebody run the – Or call timeout. I think they could have called timeout. Called timeout or – well, just – well, yeah, he'd be able to go back in, yeah. but um, it just they looked real indecisive, and Sermon didn't have his helmet, and they sent Sermon out. And um, you know, from my vantage point, it looked like the read pass option where he probably should have handed it off. He didn't, and all of us paid for it. Yeah, he paid for it, and it killed the drive. Well, it, I'm pretty sure the rest of the offense just assumed that he was going to be handing it off as well. Mm-hmm. I think that was where the miscommunication was. But I think Cal all thought he was going to be handing it off too, and I think that might be why he kept it. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying that might well, be Well, but with the penetration, yeah. you know, Cal, there was a lot of guys in the backfield there. Cal blitzed a lot, and Washington did not handle it By well. By the way, you mentioned Evan Weaver. My God. Well, he's, that, he's a shoe-in for Pac-12 Player oh of the Week. Oh, my God. 18 tackles all over the place, a sack, a tackle for loss, I mean, the guy was all over the place. He he just has really impressed me. I did not see a guy that, and when I saw him in high school and I was evaluating his film, I thought he was more of a pass rusher or situational guy. He does not look anything like, I, not that I'm perfect, but he does not look anything like I thought he was going to look in college. The Cal coaches, Absolutely. those defensive coaches do such a good job, and they developed him Peter really, Sermon. really well. Peter Sermon, he's a heck of a, he's a heck of a coach, and there's a reason why. I, I think Bob Gregory's a really good coach. Don't get me wrong, but there's a reason why I was really disappointed that Peter Sermon wasn't retained when when the staff turned over. Yeah, um, real quick on Evan Weaver, I was I was actually very impressed with him. Obviously, um, he early in the week obviously was talking about coming up here and beating Washington. Last year, he had some words for Washington after they won as well about the culture, and I truly thought that uh, the Husky offense would kind of take it to him a little more. And he definitely had his way tonight with them. So, hats off to him. Chico McClatcher really struggled today. They lined him up in the backfield a couple of times and gave him the ball in the backfield. Uh, between Chico, Andre Buscelia, and um, Aaron Fuller, they had a lot of drop passes. Now, some of those were fastballs. Uh, the one to Fuller was behind him, but th- most of those were catchable balls that are they you, need to catch. The behind him, are you talking about that one on third yeah. and third? Okay. Yeah. So the, where they ended up settling for the 49-yard field goal. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you catch that pass – you're able to extend that drive, and you don't give Cal two minutes and five seconds yeah. to, to take it down the other way. Yeah. Another part of the problem as I'm seeing out there is their main receivers and the main targets are the small guys, yeah. Chico McClatcher, you know, uh, Aaron Fuller, and Andre Pichelia. Um, you know, they're trying to target uh, Hunter Bryant, some, and Kate Otten, but – you know, we thought Austin Osborne would be a bigger piece of this. We thought Puka Nakua would be a bigger piece of this. But, um, you I know. I saw them in there, like, a couple plays, if even a couple. I know they were in there at least one play, but I don't remember seeing very much. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, you know, what, what was it? The Miami Dolphins when Marino was there running the Smurfs at yeah, wide receiver. Super duper. And because it sure seems like that right now, and those guys are just 
dropping balls, and they don't have that physical receiver. Ty Jones, you know, uh, rumors that he wind, could wind up redshirting this year. Puka Nakua is a redshirt. I mean, he's a freshman. Austin Osborne, a redshirt freshman. Where are those big receivers? They're in the pipeline, but, boy, they, read, they need some right now. Well, but, again, hands, hands are hands. Whether it's small guys, big guys, you got to catch the ball. I don't remember catching the ball being a problem last week. So, same quarterback, right? Um, just you just have to wonder. It, it's a, whether it's a focus thing or you know two and a half hours. Now all of a sudden, but again, look at Cal. I mean, they were able to, to complete some key passes down the field and to supplement what they did. Because really, statistically, if you look at the run pass and everything else, Cal and Washington aren't that far off. I mean, Washington had maybe about forty yards more total, but in terms of third down, I mean, third. I mean, Washington was. Washington was six of sixteen, but they limited Cal to three of eleven on third down. You limited you limit a team to three of eleven on third down. You should be able to win that game. That should not be in question. Taking a look at the stat sheet, Washington with 186 yards um, net rushing yards. Cal with 192 net passing yards. Cal only had 111, but Washington only 162. Passing game was really anemic tonight. Uh, total offensive yard, Cal with uh, 303. Washington with 348. Uh, I think one of the biggest uh, statistics you know so far in the year, not only in this game, but Washington still has not yet created a turnover, and they didn't create any turnover. Turnovers of Cal, uh, six of sixteen on third down, and they limited Cal to three of eleven. But I think you know the other big statistic was in the red zone, three field goals, no touchdowns, and that was a killer, especially on that uh, last drive Abs- where where they had to settle for the field goal. Yeah, absolutely. Not the last drive, the one before that when they were on the two, yeah. and Corey Luciano has the false start, and there's just no reason it, it's it was practically silent in the in Husky Stadium there wasn't yeah, I mean you, you talk yeah. about 66,000 paid there was maybe 6,000 in their total yeah. by that by the time of that that part of the game just some other uh, numbers on the stat sheet. Uh, Chris Brown, um, 16 carries for 80 yards. I think we all would have taken that uh, before the game. But it was Marcel Danzi with seven carries for 72 yards. It just killed Washington because it just seemed like every one of those yards was a big yard. How many carries yards. is that on? Um, seven. Yeah, he, he had, he had seven. 10 yards of carry. Chase Garbers, 11 of 18 for 111 yards and probably the most smack-talking <laughs> quarterback I've seen in a long time. He was talking a lot of smack to the Washington defensive players um, on Washington's side of the ball, uh, Savon Ahmed, 21 carries for 119. Richard Newton, 9 for 42. Jacob Eason, boy, just wasn't sharp tonight, just couldn't get it going, and a lot of that had to do with the drop passes. He was 18 for 30 with an interception for 162. Two leading receivers are both the tight ends with four receptions each. Uh, Hunter Bryant, four receptions for 40 yards. Kate Otten, four for 24 yards. And when we get over to the defensive statistics, the leading tackler was Joe Tryon. But they were picking on Joe. Um, he had seven uh, tackles. Kyler Manu had five. Brandon Wellington had five. Again, Evan Weaver. 18 tackles, 14 of them solo, and two tackles for loss and a forced fumble. So, uh, big night for Evan Weaver. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I kind of went off on that a little bit. Yeah. I, he was incredible. Yeah. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. 
Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. I don't know how much more you've got, but it's late. We've still got work to do, so we're going to cut this a little bit short. Uh, Scott Eklund, final thoughts? Got to bounce back. Absolutely have to bounce back. Uh, I think this is a very good defense. I think a lot of Husky fans were underplaying, downplaying this this Cal defense. I think it's a lot better than people gave it credit for, and I think Washington's defense has a lot of talent on it, but it's very young and still getting used to playing. I think the Huskies are a year away from really being as good on defense as Husky fans expect, but as the season goes along, I think they'll get better. George Johnson, final thoughts? Yeah, just truly a disappointing loss. Um, season's not over. Got to come back strong like Scott was talking about. Also, one quick shout-out to Peyton Henry, 4 for 4 with a 49-yarder. Is that right? Career long. Career long, baby. Love it. I think it nicked the goalpost on the way in, <laughs> by the way. Chris Fetters, final thoughts? Uh, just that, again, like Scott, I think the, the, the key there is to how to respond. Because every year they've had, they've had a loss that they, you know, not that they shouldn't have lost, but whether it was even in 16 when they lost a game here against USC, you know, that was a chance where they could have run the table. You know, you got a situation – you know, a couple of years ago, now all of a sudden last year you lose to, to Cal, you lose to Oregon with a missed field goal, but Peyton Henry comes back, goes four for four. Guys are learning. You know, Kyler Gordon, I mean, there's there's maybe a guy on this team that's not as – I mean, that he may be the most athletic guy, but he's still learning the ropes. You know, Joe Tryon, still learning the ropes. There's a lot of guys out there that are learning. Fifty-some um, guys played today. They were playing a lot in key situations. They had – Jackson Sermon and NJ Tafisi in there trying to get the job done. So these guys are really learning uh, under the fire. And, uh, you know, it showed up a little bit tonight with some, with some costly mistakes. And, um, again, how they bounce back from it is really going to tell the tale of how the season goes because you're seeing a lot of people on the boards that think, oh, they're, they're going to be 7-5 and five this year or something like that. You know what? I know that I know this is the time for overreactions and things like that. Maybe they do go seven and five. I don't. I don't see that. I just see this as again losing to a, a very talented Cal team that just happened to be able to find the the right strokes at the moment and made the right plays to get the job done. Strange, strange, strange night with a seven thirty kick, a two hour and forty minute lightning delay, a light show, uh, lots of craziness going on in the stadium. There was a Go Huskies chant in the middle of it. The thunder was something else. Uh, taking a look out in the parking lot and taking a look at everybody trying to get out of here. It looked like an absolute disaster. The rain was coming down real hard. I think they closed down the beer stuff after a while, but uh, the faithful is stuck here. You know, hats off to them. Tough game. They've got a lot to digest and a lot to dissect over the next week. Hawaii's coming in and expect them to throw the ball all over the place. So uh, the defensive secondary better get their act together. Because yeah, I think they beat they beat Oregon State. Yeah, they were up tonight as well. So yeah, yeah. So. Hey, for all of us at dogman.com, if you're listening to this and you're still up and you haven't gone to bed yet, we appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate it. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Reynolds, along with Scott Eklund, George Johnson, Chris Fetters. It is officially stupid o'clock. Go dogs.